Last week on Discount Heroes. Wait, that was the ARC finale. You know what happened last week on Discount Heroes. We're going with questions and answers this week. We've got answers. We've got questions. Brent's got answers. Brent's got questions. Who's got the answers? Welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. We're a group of five friends who've known each other for 15 plus years. We're a, oh, damn it. We're a chaotic and character-driven story play. <laughs> yeah, we're on it. Dragon. He really just gave up after the finale. Yeah. Are we role-playing <laughs> episode one? <laughs> we're a chaotic character and role-play driven real-play podcast. <laughs> play the sound matt a group of five friends who've all known each other for 15 plus years we play countless hours of questionable D, and now we want to share with you the game we love so much my name is brent i'm the dm here we got four players here why don't you introduce yourselves and who you're playing what's up guys this is tyler and tonight i will be playing tyler this is dimarok the tiefling bard and tonight i'll be possessing Aaron. This is Jared, and tonight I will be talking about myself. And this is Matt, or Max, or someone. I'm not really sure anymore. Aaron, what's his name? Uh, night, night time? <laughs> Woo! Yeah, and welcome to episode 30. <laughs> guys, guys, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I guys, know. Please, energy yeah. is high! Thank you, guys. Thank you Thank all you so much. Please, please. please. Thank you. Oh, it's no. too much. No media. No, get away from me. Okay, okay, okay. One more time. One more time. Hey, Your love we keeps love us it. going, guys. Every one of you. You're all beautiful <laughs> angels. Autographs are $36 a piece. That is true, though. 36 bucks. <laughs> the extra dollar is for the orphanage. All right. Episode 30, guys. We made it, I guess. This is what I'm saying. We made it. Oh, I, I can just say that. Good. I don't know how this episode is much different than the other episodes. It's the 30th one. We finished an arc, guys. We did it. Jesus told us to, and we did it. We solved your wagon puzzle. Oh, damn it. You're right. You did solve my wagon puzzle. Finally. I had it planned from the very beginning to mm -hmm. go just mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, so I thought we'd do a little something different this week. You know, in most D&D &D games, after the game, people chill around, talk about the game, everything. 
Now, we have done that, but none of the listeners have gotten to hear any of that. Do they want to? Yes. Nice. (laughs) And so I thought we'd uh, get some questions from people that we know that listen a lot and also maybe have some questions from ourselves to each other. I think it'll be great. Do you guys, are you guys excited? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So excited. All right. So I thought I'd open up this Q&A thing with a little bit of an intro for what's happened in the last weeks. In the last many weeks, our intrepid adventurers met for the first time, struck a deal with their new friend Wagon Wheel. They fought goblins and harpies. They blew up a sewer and got a kid kicked. And later enjoyed a night getting drunk. They avoided getting arrested and met an emu fight club. They ascended a cliff and blew themselves up for the first time. They discovered a ruined forest and found ancient graves. They released a trapped spirit from its doll-shaped prison. They turned into a turtle and infiltrated the goblin harpy camp. They freed the townsfolk captives and became heroes for the first time. They defeated Jimothy Quirty and released his spirit. They discovered a lost airship and repaired it for their own use. They defeated a demon gorilla on the deck of a ship and encountered another mysterious foe. They returned to look for their friend Wagon Wheel and found an odd corpse. They recalled the name they hadn't heard in a while and gained him as a friend. They explored an arcane tower of Alcaster Isle. They ate a displacer beast and captured a mini dinosaur. They struck a deal with the devil and returned for treasure. They got chased out by a Shea Lounge. They got attacked by a close friend and ally and nearly killed him. They explored Wagon Wheel's mind and found themselves shut out. They retrieved an ancient artifact of great power. Knox also died. They returned using the artifact and trade memories for power. They entered Wagon Wheel's mind, encountered memories both tragic and happy, and strove to give him the chance to have more. Encountering memories of past battles, they pushed forth, eventually drawing out their enemy's true form, Legis the Terrible. They got Wagon Wheel out of a bad deal and finally gave him back his name, Quincy Puffton. Who's that? That was really good. Excellent. Did I miss anything? I don't remember half of that. Was that the first arc of the Adventure Zone or something? I don't remember that. Well, you said Knox died once, and I'm pretty sure that's not correct. And yeah, that was going to be my follow-up question. I was actually going to quiz you guys on what your bonuses were, but Aaron Uh-oh. put his character sheet into roll 20, so he knows now. And he was basically the one I was counting on. Look, I don't <laughs> have no idea. I don't want to destroy anything here, but I've been making all of it up (laughs) (laughs) i think the only time it's accurate is when matt fills in the right numbers for me are we supposed to have character sheets i have four numbers written on a napkin yes that's what i had and it was working great until you had to clean up the fireball that was all over your desk with it (laughs) whoa 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 (laughs) you said you wouldn't talk about that No, we didn't. We've never said that, nor will we ever say that. I know, but I just heard that episode like an hour ago. That wasn't the first time a fireball ruined y'all's day. Oh! (laughs) Episode three, check it out on Spotify. And it won't be the last. I think if they're listening to episode 30, they probably listened to episode three. (laughs) But maybe they're not using Spotify. It's an excellent platform. Well, too bad, because they just got spoiled on a lot of stuff that happened. (laughs) <laughs> this is a bad first episode to listen to. I'll maybe I'll put a spoiler thing. If you haven't listened to it, don't. No, don't do it. If they start at thirty, they deserve this. Yeah. What were you thinking listening to episode thirty? <laughs> People were asking for a recap episode. Like guys, like I'm talking to you, person who hasn't listened to the previous episodes. What are you doing here? 
<laughs> Are you lost? Get out of my stream. Go back to episode one where you belong. <laughs> noob. Please. I mean, yeah, noob. Oh, please. So that comes into the very first question. We always open with a question from me or one of you guys. How many times... They know that, Brent. It's episode 30. Well, uh, ex- okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we cleared out all the punks who hadn't listened to the previous ones. Yeah, punks. All those teenagers. How many times did each of you go unconscious? Ooh. Snark crack. This is count the one I faked. No. <laughs> Uh, four times. Please stop bringing it up. I get so angry every time I think of it. It's because you didn't think of it. I think Tyler's above four. And and if you remember how, recount how it was real quick. Gorilla. Chair. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it was above four. Uh, Yourself once, and I think maybe twice for yourself. Twice. Twice. No, once. No, because you went once in the first one in Wagon Wheel Shop, and you did go down in the second one, didn't you? Did a desk knock you out? No, I didn't go down in the second one. I faked it. Oh, okay. No, that desk got him in the tower. A desk got me in the tower, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, in the tower. Oh, four, because when I got shot out of the tunnel. Oh, yeah, you did go unconscious then. Yeah. Oh, that's an early one. So it is four. Yeah. I think Aaron only let me go down once when he was attacked by the hate seat. I don't know if it counts. When you fell off the ship, you hit zero. But I guess you healed yourself. Is Aaron here? Can we speak to Aaron? Yeah, I'll go get him. Hey, guys. <laughs> I don't think that counted, Knox. I, or Matt. No. Let's see. Knox went down originally from the Thunderstone in episode six, I believe. We made it up the mountain. Did I go down again on the Jimothy? I don't think I did. I think y'all are really overestimating how many times I've almost died. We might be. You died in the fire in the cottage. I died in the fire in the cottage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got blown up by the door. You got that. I got blown up by the door. Yep. That was another one. That's three. I didn't go down from the T-Rex bite, but I was really close. I think it's three. So three for Knox, one for Demarok, four for Copes. Thrash, how many times? It's my fun-loving spirit. I think I'm probably at five or six. When have I gone down? I mean, at least twice in the brain plane I went down and had to be sent back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You went down a third time in the brain plane when you were in the memory with me, the fighting one. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. God, I, that place wrecked me. You got dropped by the harpy. The harpy, yeah. Well, yep, the fall. And you fell off the ship, so that's five. Oh, forgot about that. I've fallen twice to my death. <laughs> I think that might have been it. So Thrash just died the most. Yeah, he just doesn't complain. Weird. Yeah, so listeners, remember next time you're giving Knox shit that Thrasher's the worst. Uh, okay, okay, hold hold on now. All yours are self-inflicted, though. Just because he didn't do it in as cool of ways as I did doesn't mean he didn't do it. A tank taking damage and going down is one shh, thing. Shh, A wizard shh, sprinting into battle. Shh. Brent, can you just cut that, please? Yeah, I can. (laughs) So what are our answers? So that's 13 deaths across 29 episodes. Well done, guys. Wait, do you not actually have the totals in front of you? No. No. Right. What what the hell, Are you kidding me? It's not a quiz. I was literally asking you. (laughs) We thought it was a quiz. 
I was positive it was a quiz. I buzzed in. I am currently re-listening through the episodes and keeping a count, but I'm only on episode seven. So by the time this releases, I will have the count. I can give you the count of how many times people did a cuss in the first few episodes. <laughs> Who won? <laughs> the chosen one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be good at something. You're good at a lot. Be nicer to my friend Tyler. I don't know if we've actually taken down more than 13 enemies. That's the sad <laughs> part. Well, I cut that one goblin in half, so that counts as two enemies, because, you know, two pieces of goblin. We smoked that dude. You smoked that dude. <laughs> Y'all were there. <laughs> we got contact high. We were watching and judging. You're still alive now, and that's all that matters. <laughs> for now why don't we get some questions from listeners that you guys have brought with you let's start with Knox. i mean matt okay so let's see i've got a few questions from rob over on the discord hi rob hey rob thanks for joining us rob it's almost like if you would have known this was coming okay i got a couple different ones all right brent will you ever kill one of us I, I think I left it in that I was trying really hard in a few of those episodes. I'm pretty sure I left in that I said that. Yep. He did. He did leave it in. I was trying so hard to kill y'all when y'all were at the <laughs> Wizard Tower. It would have been so cool if someone had died, but y'all ruined it. Oh, can we do an episode where we go back and Knox did die and it's like a butterfly effect episode? We all just leave. <laughs> okay, let's see. Demi, how would Demi cook if he had anything and everything to use? One dish. Uh, I think the dog would be a lot spicier than normal. Um, and it would probably have some some nice sides, like cat. Oh, okay. Like commercial kitchen or over a campfire? Oh, how would I cook? I'm sorry. Somewhere in the middle. Like a little, like a cottage kitchen. Nice. What else you got? All right. Copes, this is an important one. Can we get some more Nicolas Cage jokes? Yes, we can, Rob. Coming right at you, big boy. <laughs> uh, and then he said... Hey, Matt, play the sound. Uh, I don't know which one. One through nine. Which one? Six. Yeah. More jokes coming at you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Rob. And uh, what is Knox's fascination with death? I don't know what you're talking about. He doesn't have one. As we all know, he's never died. Secret Necromancer. All right, pass it. Popcorn, Tyler. You got any questions? Got one from my friend Chris. Chris, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. It says, um, I would love to know where Copes gets his comedic inspiration. Like when he came up with that Nicolas Cage joke, like where does a genius gather such great wit? What is his muse? Do you want to answer that one, Jared? Chris, I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris shared a screenshot of a conversation he had with Jared <laughs> last night in which he asked Jared this. And Jared's response was, I'm not sharing that first one. <laughs> Chris, I get my muse from my friends, from great people like you. And, you know, it just kind of let it let it fly off the rip. 
it's my friends, and a lot of the time it's this little tiny bottle of vodka. That's it. Is that what you do? You text Chris, what, what should I say? Yeah, exactly. Is that why you take 20 minutes in between sometimes? <laughs> yeah, Chris beep beep is always on speed dial for me. <laughs> so that one was for Jared. That's actually a special request by Chris for me to read that. So there you go. Gross. Popcorn Jared. Uh, all right. I got one from our friend Alex. He asked, where do we all draw inspiration for our characters from? Including you, Brent. I'll start. I've said it before. The inspiration for the way that Thrasher talks, a lot of how he acts, at least in the beginning, was uh, Nathan Explosion from Metalocalypse. I, I kind of wanted to just play somebody like him and then branched out and started throwing my own flair into him. So I think in kind of a weird way, the inspiration for Knox is based on what wizards typically aren't. Typically, wizards are, as high-intelligent people, very cautious and calculated in what they do. What if a wizard was more emotional and reckless and just ran in and and did that? So it, it wasn't really based on anything specific. Nice, nice. The idea for Dimrock actually started as thinking about a version of my younger self. Reckless and just wanted to have fun and didn't really know or care where he was going and loved music and so that's where it all started yeah copes i've always just been drawn to druids if anyone knows me i mean i love animals i've had all kinds of animals and so druids just always been my favorite class and then a satyr just being a giant broed out goat man is pretty appealing and actually brent before you go it ties in similar my buddy brett asked specifically for you was there anything that's directly inspired the story overall or its tone in your mind, i.e. books, games, general pop culture? I read something a long time ago about being a good DM, and it was that being a good DM is the art of hiding your sources very well. <laughs> so I take inspiration from really anything that I'm actively consuming at the moment. Most of my, I feel like, best campaigns that I've run are while I was reading a really good book series. Because while I, I try not to lift things directly so that they seem like an obvious comparison, I like to just take a little bit of it and twist it or emulate a, a feeling or a moment of something that occurred in the book. Because it doesn't have to be the exact same situation for you to feel the same thing from that situation. And as far as generally where I get inspiration from, that'd be... Mr. Terry Pratchett and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. If you're a fan of the podcast, I highly recommend reading some Terry Pratchett books. They're, they're really excellent. First book is Color of Magic. I recommend it. Shameless plug. Yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> yeah. And I've also, I have taken a couple things from games that we've done previously. Like, I mean, you could look at the brain plane is like something like Psychonauts, which I don't think anyone in, in this podcast has played, but maybe some of the listeners have. I've played a little. I've watched Tyler play a little. My kids like Octonauts, but that's a show about learning about animals, so it's probably not the same thing. Oh, that sounds appealing. <laughs> Any specific characters, Brent? What? Like, that I've lifted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, uh, what IP have you stolen? Yeah. 
whole clock. I'll tell you that there was no inspiration whatsoever for Wagon Wheel. That was a panicked improvisation where I just wanted <laughs> to seem as nervous and anxious as possible as this character that I was portraying. And all I had decided on was dolls at that point. <laughs> I had the word dolls and a guy who needed dolls, and he was panicked that he didn't have them. I've got one. Uh, we got a question coming from Connie in California. Hi. She asked, what have you learned about yourself through your character in this first arc? I've learned that I really wish I could turn into an animal. <laughs> That'd be really dope. I feel like life as a turtle has got to be a lot of the times more simple. Just have learned maybe I want a more simple life. <laughs> Dang. Maybe I long for life as a turtle. Yeah, I could just bob around. Just lay back on my shell. Eat bread. Don't lay back. Pop inside if I get scared. <laughs> I don't think life as a turtle is as good as y'all are making it sound. <laughs> you don't know, though. As long as there's no eagles around. You know how many turtles I've seen, like, run over on the side of the road? Stupid turtles. Bad turtles. Bad People turtles. get run over, too. Yeah, and I'm sorry. <laughs> do you think you're a smart turtle? Yes. I'm going to say that I really appreciate my height because it's hard being a little two foot seven gnome guy. Hey, you know? shut up. You don't get to talk about that. So you don't get to talk about life as a short man. I'm living my six foot seven life as a God over here. But every once in a while, I have to pretend that I can't reach the table. So <laughs> I think Dimrock learned or Aaron learned through Dimrock that he doesn't listen that good. And is often considering other things when he should be paying attention. So I'm trying to be more mindful these days. Matt, could you play the clapping again? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was right. No, never mind. Perfect. <laughs> Don't ever label those buttons. <laughs> I have no idea what any of them do. I've learned that the way other people play D&D drives me insane. You're welcome. <laughs> That is something I've learned about myself and my friendships is that Jared hates me when I play D&D. But I also already kind of yeah. knew this before this podcast. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, Tyler, we have a question for you from uh, everybody. How dare you? <laughs> how dare I? How, how dare I? <laughs> you know, I, I dare because I love it. And I don't change for no man. What about a really good woman? Uh, apparently not. <laughs> statistically no yeah statistically no yes. time has told <laughs> alright I got another question here what okay I don't think I learned anything I thought of something that I had learned but I forgot it while Aaron was talking which is kind of ironic there he is <laughs> oh. you must have been mesmerized by me we learned that you can't talk in an accent when trying to do a deeper voice. <laughs> I appear to you tonight. <laughs> I appear to you not. I appear to you tonight. <laughs> oh, I learned that I should not go to France. Yeah. Or if I do go, <laughs> I should not try to imitate their accent. You know, when you travel to a country, you always try to put on your best accent of whatever country you're in, right? <laughs> I have heard there's a place there where naked ladies dance. It's like when you go to a Mexican restaurant and try to speak your broken <laughs> Spanish to make the server feel better. <laughs> Could we get some queso, poor favor? 
Oh, that actually transitions into another question we got from Marco from Spain. Hi, Marco. He says, ¿Alguna vez hay dispuestos o conflictos detrás de Asina? Mm, más o menos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that pretty much wraps up that question. Claro que sí. All right, so I got one from, from uh, McTubbles here on Discord. Also, my brother-in-law. For the DM, as we've finished the first arc, who do you think will be the first one to die in the group if anyone does? I don't want to give it away, but probably Thrasher. No! Yes! I tried to hide. He would probably actually sacrifice his life for you guys, and it wouldn't be worth it, but he would do it. That feels accurate. Not for me. So it'd be one of them too. Does everybody want to answer that question? Like he would do it, but then the death ray would just blow through him and kill all of you guys anyway. I mean, obviously (laughs) I think it probably will be me, but you know. Well, now that I know what spells I have. No, you don't. (laughs) I do. I'm looking at them. I think it might be me because some of these shits are cool and I could see ways to misuse them. Considering the fact I've been about two HP off of dying twice, I still think it'll probably be me. Um, I think it will, just to stick with the trend, I think it will probably also be Thrasher. All right. I appreciate your candor. The chosen one can't die. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Let's make it happen, Captain. If he does die, I'm finding the Gemini Stone and bringing him back. I would quit the podcast if I died and someone else found the Gemini Stone. It's gonna so, Brent, if you want me out, just drop that bad boy there. I will have a new goal if you ever die. Is there a plan and then I add another one? to get rid of the ring? Or is there a plan or action to do anything with the ring? I think it needs to go. I think I want to hear from Brent. I've got a plan. No! There okay, we go. No, that's the only thing keeping me alive. Good. Can I change my answer to the last question? <laughs> I mean, he has gone down only once, and he has a magic regenerating ring. So, you know, I think those things may correlate. I just wonder if you guys really want to know who owned that ring originally. Oh, we'll find out. Oh, so bad. I cannot stop thinking about it. If I would have put it on that hand, it would have grown into Dumbledore or something. It was Jimothy <laughs> Quarty. No. It was not. It was some space wizard. We found Jimothy Cordy's body under the ship. Nah. Oh, we didn't check how many hands he had, though. Yeah, that's fair. Do you know who owned the ring, Brent? Uh, I didn't when it landed. Okay. But luckily you guys made it so that I didn't have to answer that question. So who was it? God knows he wouldn't have had a name. It sounds like we're doing all the hard work. Here. Yeah, that's right. You guys can selectively make my job easier or harder. That day you made it easier, but I have a great plan for it. There's a good question for you. When's the time that we made uh, your job harder? Oh, man. When did you guys... All the other times but that one. When you guys don't (laughs) know what the hell to do, it makes my job harder. When you first, like, before you set off to the mountain, you guys really hadn't made a plan 100%. Except for me, who was saying, let's go to the fucking mountain. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I wanted to go to the mountain, too. And Jared totally forgot why we were going to the mountain. 100% I forgot. He got super upset because he thought we were just following Tyler's bad D&D play. Yeah, but it was actually relevant. Suck it! Okay, <laughs> one time you have a good idea. <laughs> Can we play a clip of that real quick? Yeah, hold on. Hit it. Maybe there was some booze involved, but 
are we going to the mountain because a goat man wants to go to a mountain and that's the whole reason? Oh god, I forgot. I was felt so inspired. Are there any leads that would make us want to go to the mountain? I think the harpies took the people to the mountain. All our fellow townsmen they got taken by the harpies. They were they were taken to the mountain? Yeah, mountain far grade. I forgot that the harpies took people to the mountain. It's okay, Thrasher, a lot happened. A lot happened, man. That's my bad. Yes, we should go to the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> one of my best moments. You also make my job harder when you ask people's names. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do I have a big sign on my desk that says ask people's names? Because I don't know why I don't think of what their name could be sometimes. I just assume it'll come to me. And luckily, I've been pretty dead on so far. Yeah, it's been excellent. We got Wagon Wheel. We got Florigal Buns. Matt made up Wagon Wheel, first of all. Yeah. No, Aaron did. Oh, yeah. But Tyler sang the song that inspired me. I think, I don't know if I called him that after, but Aaron was the original one, I believe. Actually, it might have even been Brent that said he looks like a wagon wheel. I don't know. I said, yeah, he was walking in a circle make in a rut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You said he looked like a wagon wheel. Aaron was the first one to call him wagon wheel. Oh, I forgot all about that. And I was there. All right, I got one last question. Speaking of wagon wheel, this was from my wife, who I make listen to the show. And she probably hates it, but she has to. She only hates me. Hey, she said I do, through better or worse. Through better or worse. I was there. She had asked about how you come up with your NPCs, which we kind of already hit on. But to everyone, including Brent, what is your single favorite NPC? Mucinex. That's my favorite. I'm going to say Florgal Buns. You're a liar. It's Mucinex. I loved Mucinex, but Florgal Buns is... We've had more Florgal Buns. I know, Brent, and I think it's probably the Magma Slug. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do the sound again? The slug sound? I know I can't. That Magma Slug's going on its own adventure as we speak. No, we (laughs) killed it. I thought it was dead. Yeah, Dimrock's favorite NPC is definitely Ilgus. (laughs) I think he makes me feel safe and comforted and like nothing bad can happen. Damn, no love for Rick and Braddock. I guess they won't be in the next season. I really like Braddock's whole style, the artificer kind of thing. She's super cool. Yeah, I dig Braddock. Rick's pretty awesome. My favorite NPC I really connected with was Hans. (laughs) Yeah, he just spoke to me. It was only Hans can. Brent didn't even make Hans, did he? Who made Hans? No, I made Hans. Oh, you did? You started to do the German voice first. Yeah. Well, his name is Hans. I mean, <laughs> oh, you, oh, oh, you need Hans? Sup, I'm Hans. First off, that's racist. I was not doing a German accent. I was doing an Austrian accent. He said I'm German and weird, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, play that clip, too. Hold on. Hit the clip, Matt. Yep. This is a job for Hans. <laughs> Hans, keep it down over there. We're trying to make a plan. Sorry, I didn't mean to be both loud, Skit, German, hunt. and weird. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Man. Got him. Got him. I'm looking over my board here. I don't have Thrasher Hans clip on here. I have sad trombone. Oh, try that one. Let's hear sad trombone. <laughs> Never gets old. That was sad. 
Arc one. My favorite NPC. It's dumb, but I like I like Esmeralda a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it because you didn't create her? I didn't create her. It's just the the voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about Steven? Yeah. Just don't don't look at her. It's the easiest way to talk to her. <laughs> no, Musinex had the best reception, and I also improvised him on the spot. You little devil. We can't do this again. <laughs> the tree puns got out of control in episode seven. Yeah, we were really unrooted. <laughs> God damn it. Wait, sad trombone again, please. Come on, I always get the sad trombone. <laughs> uh, I got another one from Chris. He asks everybody what a guilty pleasure song that you listen to is. Me or Copes? You. People will think it's a guilty pleasure. It's not, and it's amazing. Hips don't lie. Shakira. White club. <laughs> That's my jam. They never really knew that I could dance like that. Oh. oh. So guilty pleasure, no. Just a pleasure. <laughs> just an all-around pleasure. I can't think of anything. Maybe anything from the Black Parade album. It's not guilty either. Oh, great album. Okay, then um, my I'm a little teapot. Trap remix. Jared. I thought WAP was catchy. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, though. No, it is catchy. Yeah, I know. I, You know, I listen to a lot of different music. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I just like everything. Because no, I don't. But I do listen to a lot of different music. But yeah, that's a catchy song. I've been humming Beer for My Horses all day in my head by Toby <laughs> Keith. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that means something. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> What's that little Nas X song? It's my kind of place. I got real guilty pleasure songs. I like the song Daddy by Cherry Glazer. Oh. Mm. Matt, play a clip of that real quick. I have no idea what that is. Now I understand you. Now I understand. <laughs> and then I also really like Lemonade by Internet Money. Oh, you, I remember that song. L-E-M-O-N-A-D. Like that one? No. What's that line about? Zanny <laughs> bars, coding got me tripping. <laughs> Was that everybody? Matt just said no. I said no. Matt. I don't know. He's looking through his YouTube. I am looking through my YouTube to see if I have any on here. There got to be some of your kids' songs that you're like, oh, okay, this actually is a jam. That's what I was thinking. Icky, sticky, icky, icky, bubble gum. Farrah loves that one. Ugh. No, I can't stand those. All right. Let's move on. You know what's... No, let him go. You know, honestly, most Disney music, but especially the Hercules soundtrack, because that is the best Disney soundtrack. Oh, that's not guilty. Oh, so good. I can find my way. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know. I listen to good music. How about Dance Monkey? That's a good song. There you go. I like to twerk to that song, so. There we go. There's the guilt. Oh, there's no guilt in that. And now for the rest of the night, in my head, I'm going to be hearing Savages, Savages. <laughs> what? How did you get to that? Because you're talking about Disney movies. God. And you thought of Pocahontas? Yeah, that's... That's the first Disney movie you thought of? That song. That song specifically is a jam. Ooh, Colors of the Wind. There's one. I mean, all the songs are jams, but that one, like, slaps. Kids, did I say that right? 
Is, is it? Did I, did I say it right? That's correct. It does slap. Thank you. It's also on fleet. Or is it bussin'? <laughs> Yeet it. <laughs> oh, it is bussin'. For real, for real. Did we run out of questions? Do we have no more fans? No, I got one more. Samantha from Ohio asks, That cannot be real. It is real. <laughs> on Facebook. Where do you see your character selves in five years? A coach will be ascended to the highest mountain with possession of the Gemini Stone ruling from his rightful place as the Chosen One. With his main butler, Thrasher, tending to his everything. <laughs> <laughs> I see Knox partnering up with Flargo Buns to open the Flargo Funds amusement park that Tyler had the idea of. There we go. Dang, I want to go there. I want to ride the roller coaster, but it's too scary. <laughs> I think Dimrock's going to do his best to try to live with Ilgus. Um, kind of just be his buddy. And hang out all day, every day. And like go places together and, and see things. Five years. I'm coming, Ilgus. Thrasher will either be, I mean, most likely dead. Possibly he will actually try and put together a band. More likely than that, we'll be continuing to just travel around and go to shows and wake up in the morning and do it all over again. Or, you know, maybe Copes his butler. Who knows? <laughs> it's a great job, actually. Hard times happen. Coming from Jeeves, it's a sweet gig. Gerald. Ger- Gerald. I feel like Demi, Copes, and Knox are going to ditch their personalities and take over as Money Money Goldman, Michael, and Gerald and travel the world. I can't stop thinking about those guys. That's campaign two right there. I feel like I really thrived in that role. I feel like that's the alternate universe right there. Where <laughs> you, you guys are just Money Money Goldman, Gerald, Michael, and Thrasher still. Does that mean we're in the evil universe? Yeah, if you guys do take over those personalities, then Thrasher's new goal will be to destroy you. Three on one, we can take him. I have my doubts. We've seen you roll dice. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. If you put any ar- any obstruction in front of me that I have to jump over. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. Russia? There's a small gap in front of him. Damn. <laughs> Brent, where do you see every single character you've created in five years? All right. Rick sees himself. Aaron, Rick was the guy that uh, <laughs> he was looking for. If you take too long, I'm going to play you off like the Academy Awards. No, I know who Rick was in the hospital. <laughs> Rick probably sees himself returning to his homeland one day. With the giant monster bugs? With the with the giant monster bugs toting the corpse, actually, this time, with him. <laughs> no, I've still got it. Flargobuns, he sees himself as ascending to the top of the leadership, the top king of the goblin kingdoms. I could see that. Radix thinks she'll be dead in five years, and I'm going to leave that as an ominous omen. Too much tea. She kept spilling the tea and it caught up to her. She thinks you'll be dead too. Uh-oh. Also, she houses magma oozes. Let's. All right, now we need to get into this, Brent. What's going on with Braddock? <laughs> Fine, she was my favorite NPC. Let's hear it. One day. Maybe we could stop and talk to her. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Do we have any more questions? I think we had a couple on the Discord. Let me pull it up here. Catman Jones on Discord 
what is your favorite snack from Quick Trip? Since we mentioned the greasy rollers from Quick Trip and sandwiches from Quick Trip. They have great cigarettes. <laughs> I'm just going to go with uh, chicken taquitos. Spicy chicken taquito. Yep. I don't know why you're saying taquito like that, but yeah, it's a steak taquito, a spicy chicken taquito with chipotle sauce and a rooster booster. That's all you need. Ugh. It's a good move. Yeah, if I was 18 again. <laughs> uh, you picked chicken taquito. Yeah, but not a rooster booster. I'm trying to live past 35. I'm not. <laughs> I have partied with you. You are not. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> We're very responsible all of the time. Yes, we take our health very serious. Let's see if anyone can guess. I think Tyler could guess. What is my favorite snack from Quick Trip? Your favorite snack from Quick Trip? It's like a power bar or beef jerky or something. Honestly, that's pretty good, but... Greasy roller, greasy chicken roller on a bun with onion crunchies. Jared's super close. It's the jalapeno cheddar sausage. No bun, because that way I can eat two hot dogs. And it's too much bread for me to eat two otherwise. In what world is... Are you not allowed to eat two hot dogs? I need more meat. And why would I have guessed that? Because you've seen me eat so many of them. I don't watch all the shit you shovel into your mouth. All right. Well, <laughs> it's jalapeno cheddar sausage from QT with chili and onion crunchies on it. And mustard. You guys ever tried their gas? It's pretty good. It smells delicious. Lately, I've been getting the spicy chicken sandwiches that they have. The microwave ones. But I bring them home and then I toast the bun while I microwave the patty. And then put some uh, pasta sauce on it to make like a chicken parmesan. Bro, are you chefing up quick trip foods? I'm chefing it up, man. You can't do that. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. You're preparing pre-prepared snacks. <laughs> yeah, but why don't, it's way better that way. Why don't you just like buy packs of these sandwiches and keep them in your freezer? Why you go to quick trip to bring the food home and cook it? Hold on. Hold on. No, he's onto something. No, wait. It's like having a sous chef. He's just getting it ready for you. Thank you. It's not like having a sous chef at all. Yeah. It's going to the store to buy a refrigerated version of something you could have at home frozen. What sous chefs do? Look, if I'm going to eat one of those, I did not put that much planning into it, okay? Too much. Well, concerning fact, I worked at Quick Trip for three years. Y'all are all wrong, and I'm right. <clears throat> Take that. We have another question off the Discord. From the legend from Mississippi, Mark D. Smith. Mark. Who would win in a fight, no powers or weapons, you or your character? Well, I already answered it on the Discord on accident, but Knox without powers or weapons is basically a child, so I like <laughs> my odds. Yeah. I've been unhealthy these last few years, and Copes is a six-foot-tall goat man with <laughs> ironclad hooves who can jump 12 feet in the air, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and he's got horns and stuff. I'm going to bet on uh, him. He could stomp you to death. Yeah, he'd stomp me. I'm not even scared to admit it because I created him. So really, Mm -hmm. it's still like I win. He'd scale a cliff wall horizontally and then stomp you. And say something really cool while he did it. But he may try to jump up and grab a branch or something and then fall on his ass. (laughs) No, he wouldn't do that. Wait, are they competent versions of our NPCs or is it our versions of our PCs? Well, then I still lose. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think Thrash could take me, man. I bet it'd be a good show. It'd be fun, but... He'd probably just show you a piece of paper and you'd just lose. <laughs> 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 I 
I genuinely think me and Demarok would just talk it out and become friends before we fight. Or I'd shoot him in the back. <laughs> no weapons. It didn't say we couldn't have weapons, did it? Yeah. Oh, well, then I'm t- I can take thrash. <laughs> I cast gun. <laughs> the other question he asked that I really liked is, what's the best way to restore a cloth foot bathtub? Restore a what? Well, you see, you want to start... Well, it, it all depends on... A claw foot bathtub. <laughs> it all depends on what decade it's from. That's correct. That's correct. Because the ones from the 60s are not the same as the ones from now. You've got different materials. Well, they got more enamel. Labor, it's all about the enamel. And the ones from the 70s are different from the ones from the 80s, yeah. It's 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 just too much. I mean, this is too much depth. This could be a whole episode. Let's start over. Let's do the episode. Let's not even talk about the 74 model. Oh, my gosh. Enamel and copper? Are you kidding me? It's unbelievable they would make these decisions. The types of brushes and solvents you would need. Discount Heroes, where we talk about all your favorite clawfoot bathtubs from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and now. We're going to have to table this question for a uh, longer session. Everybody think about that for the next, I don't know, 12 years. (laughs) I won't be able to stop. Today on This Old Discount Heroes. (laughs) Look, once we start to monetize the first thing we're going to buy is a claw foot tub and we're going to make a video of how to restore it probably you guys buy mine it's so rusty (laughs) oh guys i thought of my real guilty pleasure oh oh what is it what is it what is it uh tyler knows what it is this is gonna be stupid why do i do i (laughs) tyler what is it (laughs) he knows i was gonna say something really raunchy i'm not gonna say it he knows. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I admitted it to him one day, like 10 years ago. Oh, it's EverQuest. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought it was a guilty pleasure song. No, no, this is a question from, what, last week? Yeah, he did it a while ago. And he was like, oh, I like chocolate. Well, yeah, this is a better answer, EverQuest, ma'am. When we first started hanging out, Brent just <laughs> talked about how much he hated EverQuest. And then we got... <laughs> inebriated and he was like i have to tell you something i love everquest and i was like okay (laughs) i remember that (laughs) what a big reveal i don't (laughs) all right so that brings up a question what's your old school game guilty pleasure runescape that's a good one yeah i think you just answered it for everybody no i'm gonna go diablo 2 yeah, 100% Diablo 2. Me and Matt have literally spent days playing that game. If I were a newborn human being who had only played RuneScape, I would be 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many in-game days I might have. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm not even going to argue about that one. I, I obviously do also love RuneScape. And Champions of Norath. That's another good one. Oh, Champions. What was the other one that we played a lot? I hate myself. (laughs) Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate, yes. Oh, and me and Tyler used to come home from school and play Battlefront 2. Yeah, Battlefront 2. For just hours and hours. Yeah, a lot of that. Space battle after space battle. All right, I I got a character question for Copes, if we're all out of listener questions. Let's open it up to the group. You guys can ask each other questions now. All right, Copes, what does it look like when you wild shape? Do you just instantly turn into the animal, or is it like some weird Animorphs thing? Does it like start at your feet and work its way up? Ooh. No, it, it starts in random places. <laughs> like, my tummy might just turn into that of a crocodile. And then all of a sudden my head 
And then so it's like a weird, it's really terrifying. <laughs> and it's also terrifying to copes. That changes my perception of everything. Yeah. Um, I appreciate your use of the word tummy. Got you. I'm trying to be less <laughs> vulgar in my old age. My rumbly tumbly. Yeah, I don't think it's like a, a poof kind of thing. I think it's kind of gross. <laughs> a lot of squelching. Yeah. Lots of words or sounds. Lots of those noises that you tried to make for the molten slug. <laughs> You're just screaming the whole time. It hurts so bad. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Somebody save me! And it takes like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like not efficient. Kill me. The fight stops. We all just stare in horror. Just kill me. Kill me. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Animorphs now. <laughs> Is Tobias still a hawk? For sure. Dang it. I'm kidding. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we've had plenty of after game sessions where you guys asked each other stuff and asked me stuff. What do you got questions about? That's the only things I don't know. Could you maybe spoil something for us, please? Can we be level 10 now? It's easy and it takes no time at all. Could you guys describe some of your editing processes and like how you guys go through that? It takes probably six to eight hours per week. I get the episode. 68 hours. 68 hours. <laughs> you should take one more hour. 68 hours? <laughs> no, anywhere from 8 to 48, or 6 to 48. Get the volume appropriately correct for everybody, and then cut out ums. I'll have to remember not to cut that one. Oz, don't cut that one either. And mouth clicks and little things like that. How long does it take to edit out all my bad jokes? Uh, I've only had to edit out like 50 or 60 of those, honestly. <laughs> that was last episode. <laughs> and then I guess the music generally takes me four to six hours, kind of depending on the episode and how much time I have that week. I want the music to just to be a part of the moment, to build the moment. The way I feel, I try to get the music to help the listener feel what I did in that moment. And it just kind of exemplifies what we what we're already doing. I have a question for Jared. Hit me. How long did it take you to come to terms? Like, how many sleepless nights of you just tossing in bed to realize you'd come into a professional relationship of playing D&D with me? Uh, you know, really, it's it's kind of one day at a time. Uh, you know, every day you wake up and just <laughs> deal with it again. You see, well, look at the calendar and the second Wednesday just keeps getting closer. I keep looking at him. <sighs> like, a lot of meditation. <laughs> A lot of menudo. A lot of menudo. Uh, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> said it before, I'll say it again. Uh, you guys are some of my best friends, and I love this. What do you mean, some of? Never mind, I don't want the answer. <laughs> Who's next? My mom did have a question that we didn't get. She wants to know where we would like to see the podcast go. Want to be rich. <laughs> I would love to get invited to one event, like one PAX event or one, like, I feel like that would just be so gnarly. Maybe even just a small get together, a party or some lunch. Like I see other podcasts on Twitter when I'm on there and they're getting all excited. Like they get invited to these events and like, you know, they have, what are they called, Matt? What's where they're all sitting at the tables? Um, oh, the panels. Yeah. Panels. Like I just... To get to a point like that is just mind-blowing. It would be, like, one of the coolest goals for me. Yeah. 
even something small, something local, that would be very cool. My biggest goal at the moment, now that we've done this first arc, is to go to a con or something and see someone dressed up as one of our characters. That would be freaking sweet. Or even something that's close. It doesn't have to be from our podcast. Yeah, no, no. Just anything similar, yes. Right. If you look like a gnome with a sword, I'm claiming it. If I see anything that looks like a goat, I'm in. Just driving on there, <laughs> passing a farm on the way to the convention. Right. Look, that dude looks like goats. <laughs> I'm positive that this answer is going to annoy Aaron specifically, but probably, you know, all of you that do all this editing and whatnot. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> but honestly, I don't care. I, I love doing this. I'm doing it because I really, really enjoy it. Shut up. And, uh. Yeah, where we've gone so far has blown my mind already, so I can't imagine where we'll end up. And of course, as a Jets fan, I'm you know I'm used to just having no expectations and being surprised if something good happens. Yeah, well, you should come be a Falcons fan so you know you'll be disappointed. Welcome to the club. I actually became a Jets fan this year and have disowned the Falcons. And you went to the Jets? Yeah. This is a different podcast. You had 31 choices and you picked the Jets? Similar experience, but I can feel optimistic about it. Hey, I support him. You may as well just be a Falcons fan then. We played like four or five quarterbacks this year. That's excellent. I haven't seen a team with that many quarterbacks in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) That depth though, baby. Yeah, that's right. All right, Brent. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, quit talking about the Jets. Oh, he left. He didn't like the Jets. I wasn't even, we didn't even start the Zencaster recording, so I hope we didn't lose anything. I've noticed that a while ago. Oh my gosh. Why did you not say anything? (laughs) This is kind of my style. Everyone's good on their recordings, right? Yeah. Boy, we hope so. I've actually checked mine a few times because I realized we didn't start it like two minutes in. Okay. (laughs) I hate you so much. All right, Brent. (laughs) I'll be happy if you guys have fun the whole time and the story is mostly coherent by the end. And any stuff that doesn't seem coherent, I'll be like, you guys need to chill out. And the universe is (laughs) mysterious and all that, so you don't get an answer to every question. I'll be happy when I've invented so many things at random that Brent just cannot possibly fit them all into a 200-episode story. I'll be happy when each of our listeners shares this with five of their friends. So listeners, <laughs> yes, that would make be it happen. Excellent. I don't care if they want to listen or not. Make it happen. You make them listen. I'll send you a dollar every time you do that. Well, let's not. No, they're supposed to send us dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to give to receive. We start a Patreon air and just gives it all the way to the fans. <laughs> he just gives it back. I'll make like 20 accounts. Subscribe all day long. Oh, okay. So in one episode, Jared said my phone number. And I really wanted to leave it in. So we, I think we just decided to make it really quiet, but you could still hear it. You bleeped it. But we decided. You did this. I was trying to make it a group thing, you know. <laughs> but I actually got a text from another DM after that episode dropped. And we still talk to this day. We're dating. Um, <laughs> Roger, I love you. Thanks, thanks for reaching out. I never thought my love would come to my life this way. That dude is going to be so confused. Love you, babe. Oh my goodness. All right. I got a I got a question. Are there any moments that didn't happen because of the way the dice rolled that you really wish would have? Yes. The moment I really wish would have happened 
I really wish giant crocodile copes would have hit me with uh, a bite because that scene in my mind of riding up on a giant crocodile only to get bitten off and thrown around was so hysterical. But it worked out okay. I really wish that my text had gone through because <laughs> I had a really good reveal from my fake death. Oh, dang. My bad. And I super appreciate Aaron healing me. It's not like that. Your stupid, dumb, fake death. Wave next time. I can see you. I did. Oh, I just thought you were waving. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy the disasters because I think that's usually the most interesting thing. But if I were to change one, maybe when Demi was picking up that bomb in the forest, he might not have rolled such a good sleight of hand check. Yeah, as we all walk away, you just stay back and get blown up. We told you not to touch it! All right, uh, no, no. I mean, there are times where I wish Thrasher had succeeded, but I thought it was funny when he didn't. I did want to ask you, Tyler, when you decided you lost the golden compass, was there a <laughs> was there a character reason for that or a dumb reason for that? I literally just thought about it in the moment and thought it was funny. Well, can I answer that, actually? <laughs> Please, I would like all the input possible so I can wrap my head around this. In the first or second episode, <laughs> Wagon Wheel hands him a ascending stone, <laughs> and within 60 seconds, he just sets it down on the dock <laughs> and says, I don't think I'm a good holder of things. Yeah. <laughs> I picked it up. That's fair. I know. I think it's innate to his character. So really, Thrasher, that was your fault for not saying you picked the compass up. Yeah. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. He never said, I drop the compass. It was in that moment that he decided he had dropped the compass. Right. I thought it would be more interesting if we got all the way to the door. Really, this is why I thought it was funny, because I used every single resource I had to summon it, and then I thought it'd be funny if I just didn't have it Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone else is making, like, cool stuff. Yeah, that purple duck. But Copes is not, like, a materialistic guy, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. I miss sick copes. We need to bring sick copes back. Well, I regret you guys passing all those saving throws in that last fight there. <laughs> I know you want to kill us, Brent. No, he wants us to kill us. If one of you had failed, it would have been dominate person, and he would have been in full control of your actions and what you did, and you would have killed Wagon Wheel. No. Oh, man. No. Yeah. No. I would have found the Gemini Stone, gone back in time, which it lets you do, rewritten all of history. You couldn't wield the Gemini Stone. I know, but I could have given it to you. You could have done the time thing. Can I wield it? I probably would have just left it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would change anything. Not necessarily change it, just moments that you thought would have been funny or great to go another way. I'm sure there are, but I can't think of them right now. Mr. Lawson should have been the lawyer. That's true. He should have been. I didn't anticipate that there would be such a financial empire. It seems like Brent didn't anticipate any of this. It seems like we're doing all the real work. Oh, I have a question for Brent. <laughs> Was Legis inspired by Bezos? Jeff Bezos is what he means, I think. Yes. No. <laughs> I think it's what he's getting at there. <laughs> no, he was not. He was inspired by uh, I didn't have a name and I came up with a name that I thought would be funny and something that we could play off of in the future. And boy, did we. Nailed it. This yeah. You're thinking, and the character hasn't come into play yet, but when we do travel to the Nine Hells, you're thinking of Bezos. Oh. Mm. Bezos Inferno. I think that's 
Kind of close to it, huh? I'm done. Yeah? We got one more. No, I gotta keep going. <laughs> I want to ask you guys this. What percentage of the campaign do you think was pre-planned? And how much do you think I pulled out of my ass? 2% planned. I think 2%, yeah, was planned. It's a very milky campaign. I'm going to go 80-20. 80% out of your ass. I think 80-20 is probably not a... I mean, is it really out of your ass if you come up with it, you know? Well, yeah, over months of time. Between the two sessions, you know? But I don't think that's the question, right? How much was pre-planned? Like, how much did he get to make happen? Per session? I'd say 50-50. Yeah, I was going to say 50-50. Maybe even 60-40. I I think you do plan a good bit, but you react to us well. I think you can only plan so much for us. I don't think it's planning in that way. I think it's more of just an idea rather than a, than specific actions or locations or things. It's a feeling or sense that he wants the story maybe to go in and then uses our decisions to influence that. I'd say it's about 60-40, probably. Boom! Which way? Friendship point. 60-40, improvised versus pre-planned. I got a question for you. Is there any specific moments where you wanted us to do a really specific thing and we just completely derailed it? Hmm. Like you maybe wanted us to go to a place and we were just like, no, we'll go farther around with some emus or something. Uh, I wanted y'all to check out the ocean, but that the stuff that you did in episode three really curtailed that avenue for the story <laughs> to go. And by the way, if you guys had continued, I'm pretty sure the story would have been completely different. I mean, wagon wheels still would have been a thing, but uh, it would have been a lot different if you decided to continue down that path, having blown up people's toilets. Mm, You're welcome. Nobody knows if it was us or not. But we wouldn't have had the rise of the Rick. All right, let's see. Anything else you guys can think of? Any other questions? Any small things that aren't spoilers that you want to get an answer to from me? No, I choose not to ask. I have lots of questions that... I choose not to talk to you about because, and I choose not to, uh, what's the word? Postulate? Is that a word? Yeah. Prostrate. Prostrate, yeah. I choose not to to prostate about these things out loud because I don't want to, I don't want to, hey guys, I'm talking. I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to accidentally guess something that you might be thinking and then kind of ruin it in your head. So I try to keep my ideas to myself. See, I'm the exact opposite. I like to call Brent and tell him what I think's happening, and then I'm like, I know you can't tell me, but I want to tell you. And then I watch his face, and I try to get ideas. I just don't want to ruin it for him if I happen, because I'm very intuitive. Guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? Sure. I'm, I'm intuitive. Yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I really, I get things. Did you say something? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Repeating planes. <laughs> Oh, are there any places you guys are particularly interested in seeing in the coming games? Yes! The ocean! Alcaster Isle. The glades. Yeah, the glades. Oh, and the magic school place. You know how you have to get there. Take a ride on the magic school bus. Ooh. Aaron, where is the magic school place? Alcaster Isle. Yeah! I mean check my notes off <laughs> thanks for asking me that Tyler. I got you that's ten dollars ever spent <laughs> yeah I'm very interested in Alcaster Isle 
and the glades and the ocean. I don't know if there's a chance we'll go to space, but... Oh, we're going to space. I've never heard of a D&D game in space. Or wherever past space I think we're going. And I think Dimrock's kind of excited about having the potential to be the first uh, primate in space. I've played several sessions in a row in a pineapple. Space doesn't scare me. I forgot about that. To be fair, we did find (laughs) a circle that did teleport a tower into space. Yeah, but what, what the hell are you supposed to do with that? Uh, turn it on. There's probably a light switch. We didn't investigate or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was still partially activated, if I remember correctly. I don't know. You lost me. Where'd he go? What if we do, like, a lightning round and go through, like, favorite moments of this part of the story, this part of the story, this part of the story? Gotta answer quick. Yeah, we could do that. i break it out into, like, five episodes at a time. All right, go. All right, first five episodes, Matt. That goes up to the emu battle. Wait. Lightning, Matt. Lightning round, Matt. Well, I thought we were all answering. Is it just one person? Thunder now. We can't Ooh. answer at the same time. Why? We're good at that. You said you love when we yelled over each other. I have to edit it so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, episodes one through five. My favorite moment was the emu battle. I already said that was my favorite moment of the whole podcast. So My favorite moment is the kid kick. Oh, that's good. My favorite is when Thrasher wanted to cover up Copes in that tunnel. Oh, that was really good. Burn him <laughs> to a crisp. <laughs> yeah, I got set on the emu battle. Thrasher gets a point. It's a competition now. Yay! No, I'm just no, kidding. No, 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 I can't do that. Okay, well, actually, my favorite I quit. point. <laughs> I, I take it back. I take it back. We have too many currencies. I have a rivalry point. Episodes 6 through 10. That starts with the cliff battle against the harpy. Going all the way up the mountain with the turtle infiltration and then ending with the initial confrontation with Jimothy Quirty. Oh, that's a tough one. And and meeting Braddock for the first time. It's so tough. That was great. I got a couple. I've got three. Either jumping on the back of the harpy from the cliff, getting blown up by the Thunderstone. But I'm going to say my favorite from that was when Flargobuns casted Fireball at the beginning of the Jimothy encounter. I loved when I smoked that first doll person that had the vision and we went through all like the uh, kind of imagine like seeing who my son was and everything <laughs> and after it ended Tyler was like and now I exhale <laughs> <laughs> and it really shows the remnants of mine and Aaron's misspent youth no no it doesn't Mm-mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> just immediately inhaling something that's just floating around in the air I see smoke, I inhale it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I forgot, but um, probably what might be my favorite was the cope sending off the spirit. That was great, the first moment. Yeah, that was great. That was probably my favorite moment. It's a little selfish. Just the little speech I rattled off, I I loved that. And then my second favorite is the absolute disgust in Jared's face when I said the Nicolas Cage joke. (laughs) (laughs) Just the absolute utter disappointment. Worst moment of the entire podcast. All right, hey, this was a lightning round. Calm down. What about the grease battle? Oh, that was good. That was fantastic. I want to see an animated version of that. I liked when I fell in love with the harpy, and then when I fell, I was like, oh, I'm going to try and cushion the blow. And Brent's like, yeah, yeah, you could probably do that. And... 
Tyler's like, no, he means he's trying to save the harpy. <laughs> hey, that was episodes one through five. Tyler knows me well enough to know exactly what I was going for. Was that one through five? I thought yeah, that was part yeah. of this. Yeah, episode three. That was episode two. You did fight a, a harpy on a cliff in episode six. I don't know if you could count what Thrasher did as fighting it. Well, also, maybe Demarok not helping at all and just sitting at the bottom of the cliff and watching us on a death-defying battle. Just watching... I was still learning how to use my spells, guys. <laughs> the first, like, 12 fights, just Demi, like, I'm just going to kind of chill here. I'll see what's going on. I'm a bard, not a fighter. My favorite moments are Copes, probably sending off the spirit. For That's probably my favorite moment. The Grease battle is also up there. Like, the most successful casting of Grease of all time. <laughs> For some reason, I really liked when you guys got to name the graves, and it ended up mattering. Zamorak. Oh, and one more. Nox leading the goblins out of the the roundabout. The terrible goblin king. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really cool visual of him coming around like the flank. Yeah, I did love that. Just like three hundred when the weird when the weird guy led Xerxes' army. Okay, okay, calm down. The weird guy around the pass, <laughs> yeah, he was weird, dude. He's all lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bothering me that I can't remember his name now. Probably like Theracles or something. No, it wasn't Theracles. Let's move on. Episodes 11 through 15 that starts with the defeating of Jimothy fully and releasing his spirit through the level up sequence, the first flight on the spirit's flight, the fighting of the gorilla on the ship. And your triumphant return, bringing the townsfolk back to the city. Episode 15 is my favorite. I think I've listened to it like 10 times, probably. And the last five or 10 minutes of it, I think, is just genius, hilarious. If I can toot our own horn for a second, just talking to Esmeralda, the barmaid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And having nothing go right and not getting any information. And then Rick coming in at the very end and us realizing we were sorely outmatched. I could have taken him. Our first flight as a commercial airline was probably one of my favorite moments. It just went terrible. (laughs) Thrasher, hit the thing! Yeah. (laughs) That was amazing. Our triumphant return to Ballast. Yes. Yeah, those are probably my two favorite parts. Even though it went poorly, I did enjoy your performance as Captain Copes. I just thought your little spiel about buckling your seatbelts and all that, whatever it is that you said during all that, I thought that was funny. And then Matt chimed in at that part and was like, emergency exits are on your left jumping off the ship and jumping off the right of the ship. Yeah, I like the level up sequences too. I thought that was a neat way to dive into everybody's story. Yeah, Jared's Jared's was awesome. Oh yes, that was great. Loved that. They were all dope. I went first, I'm pretty sure on that one, and I... Yeah. I remember thinking like, man, that was freaking cool as hell. How that I like I feel bad that other people have to go after me. And then everybody's it just kept getting better. And I was like, damn, that's awesome. Well, Jared not realizing after he even read the gravestone and everything that his idol was dead. He didn't even know <laughs> until Brent said something. No, not a clue. <laughs> so did you know he was dead or <laughs> Oh, Knox grabbing the axe right there. Oh, yeah. It's subtle. It's subtle. I think my favorite was the level up sequence, too, for everybody. That was just really cool. Yeah, it's very unique. Make sure you tell your five friends about that. Right. 
while you're forcing them to listen. All right. Episode 16, Largo Buns Pinata, where you learn Rick's name. Best moment. The Tower of Terror. You guys remember that? Following up with meeting Mucinex, getting attacked by furniture. And I think getting attacked one more time in episode 20. 20, when the ship hits the fan. Yes, when you get, yeah, a bunch of you guys got shoved off the ship. Okay, so three. One, Rick's name reveal. I still listen to that part because I love it. The reactions are so genuine and good. Yeah, I just gasped because everybody else did. I was like, oh, something's (laughs) happening. (laughs) The Mucinex deal is like top three of the entire podcast. And then the inner party conflict in 20. Mucinex, because I love Mucinex. And the moment where I realized, oh, Aaron really doesn't know what's going on. He's not messing with me. That just made everything easier. <laughs> Did you say my name? Huh? Yeah, I loved all those moments. To throw a different one in there, the tiny T-Rex was incredible. I loved that whole sequence. Little T. That might be my favorite Nat 20. I was about to say, definitely my favorite Nat 20 I've ever rolled. That was amazing. <laughs> Get in your crate. It's <laughs> a bad boy. Also, another one real quick is Jared's amazing audio of falling off the ship. Oh. <laughs> oh. Love it. I got a skill, man. It's it's my one thing. I loved when we were fighting the furniture, and we cut back to Jared, and he's just talking to that professor about trying to learn. Professor LaFire. Oh, sleepy professor. LaFire. <laughs> about trying to learn the uh, the cantrips. I told you. <laughs> Thank you. The Rick reveal was so good. I was so satisfied with y'all's reaction there. He, it was amazing. I could tell y'all weren't expecting it. No, not at all. Honestly, like coming from playing several other games, it's really hard to get the story to be so cohesive. That I've loved that about this experience. It was actually something we can build on and that everybody's aware of and. It has goals in that story and wants to progress it. All right, lightning round. We'll be gone. We got <laughs> Thunder. We go to Popcorn. We go to episodes twenty-one through twenty-five, where you first enter the mind realm. Thrasher gets defeated twice there. You go to get the spellbinder. You go into his mind and start encountering some memories. And I believe twenty-five is when you encounter yourselves saying all those things. Yeah. I'll go first. Knox interrogating the guy in the Griffin about him mistreating the Griffin. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. I forgot about that. So one. good. That was 20, actually. Yeah, whatever. It fits. I don't even know how happy it is. Jared not being able to get through a door and dying repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> Loved that. And then Wagon Wheel's mom dying. Oh, that was that was it. That was the moment where it went from like Oh, this is fun. We're goofing around. We're making stupid jokes to like, oh my God, we've got to do this right because I'm sad now. This is sad to say. I was editing that that part, adding the music in, and I teared up getting it all together. Like it was actually, and I was like, you were the biggest dork. And then I went and lifted weights and looked at pictures of girls. Nice. <laughs> Idea for a woman. <laughs> Idea for a woman. Wait, who told you about my journal? <laughs> Let's see. I also loved the fear effect that took place. The buffalo. Oh, that was so good. And water rushing. Oh, that was great. And the snakes. Yeah, that was Snakes great. with hands. That was good. I heard a buffalo. I loved uh, Mr. Frizzle in the brain plane. Uh, yes. Ju- the fact that you came around and actually gave us a way to spend those points. Ah, chef's kiss. Mwah. I was so excited. <laughs> 
That was incredible. The whole idea of the brain plane allowing us to go back and relive this guy's past that he doesn't remember, but we're getting to experience it and learn about the character that way rather than just straight up interactions with him or him telling us, I thought was genius. I loved that. And it's a great way to like show the past, right? Rather than, than just tell about it. Yeah, you get to make stuff up more easily. Ugh. It's another layer removed from reality. Oh, I love that. Spend hit dice to make stuff. You could bullshit even more. I think my favorite moment, though, was me getting to read off the quotes that I pulled from previous episodes. <laughs> oh, was that in this section? Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah, that was amazing. So the way you guys decided to react to that as I did each person one at a time. <laughs> It was really good. It was like it was like mystery science theater or something. Dude, I was so scared before you got to me. <laughs> what was it you said, Tyler? He's like, well, I was physically abusing him, but you were mentally abusing him. <laughs> <laughs> Matt also sent me real quick a few quotes that I yes, that's what I was about to pull up. You have go ahead. No, you sent it. I was trying to find him. I would like to make some quotes from episode three on this note. Oh no. So this is Dimarok takes the glasses off of Wagon Wheel. Not Knox, Dimarok. Thrasher, yeah, bully him. This is fun. Push him in the mud. That was obviously uh, sarcasm. Uh, Copes, let's kill him. No, wait, just go back to bullying him. That's funny. Yeah. I was being sarcastic. Dimmy, I pulled out my dagger. Thrasher, no, guys, I want my paycheck. Oh. oh, so first off, I did want a paycheck. So I think we need to go back. So not such an angelic thrash. The rest were definitely sarcasm. Okay. I don't know. Go listen. I don't need to re-listen. I remember. Good. All right. Moving on. 26 through 29, which starts with no matter what. As of this recording, we actually haven't titled the other episodes, but... You having that last supper with Wagon Wheel through the painting, and then you entering the bank in the following episode, Money, Money, Goldman, Gerald, Michael, and Thrasher. Yes? Leading up to encountering the meeting room, learning his name for the first time, giving him his name back, too, and causing the other Wagon Wheels to burst through the walls, and then eventually defeating... Legis the Terrible and uh, being kicked out of Wagon Wheel's mind or P- Quinsley Puffton's mind. The name reveal was absolutely incredible. And this might be a weird way to say this, but it had to be a good feeling the way we reacted to that name because I think every single one of us loved it so much. I was blown away. It was the perfect name for that guy. I love the name reveal. I love the whole ending, the way the fight went down in different places, fighting different things. I think it added a really fun element. But the Citadel of Wealth scene, Money Money Goldman, Michael, Gerald, is one of my favorite. It's probably the most fun I've ever had playing D&D. I could not stop laughing. I had to shut my mic off multiple times. That, that, that whole scene needs to be an entire episode. Yeah, I don't know how obvious it is, but we were like crying laughing like we usually have a good time but it was there was something in the air that night or something with stewed pocket emu is what it was must have been it was wafting through there but it was just the most ridiculous moment and it ended up being so hilarious yeah i mean for me it's our oceans 11 bank heist (laughs) 
The wagon wheel's charging in, the one holding the barely glowing rod. Wagon wheel's line that I need to be alone with my thoughts for a while. Very good. To leave. And then discovering that, oops, we forgot Florigal Buns came in with us. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a uh, Yeah, because he totally did, and we did not think about it. I realized that at one point and just completely forgot about it. I was like, he might be here. And the best part about that is that Catman Jones in the Discord said something about... It's scary to think that if everyone exists in the brain plane, then Florgro Buns is out there somewhere. And he posted that after. Oh, man. We had recorded this episode. That's awesome. <laughs> so he doesn't know this yet. But you were right. Uh, I loved Wagon Wheel, excuse me, uh, Quinsley. Uh, I loved Quinsley's reading the agreement. Fantastic. You know, on his turns. I, I just thought that was really great. That was That was funny as hell. Jared, I thought you were going to say you loved playing two Thrashers. You know, I thought about that, too. I did enjoy the Thrashers. You didn't say you loved killing Copes? I didn't kill Copes. I killed evil Copes. Yeah, to piggyback on that, I loved that the culmination of this 30-episode adventure ended in someone reading a clause from a contract to terminate a contract. Like, what a way to, like, defeat an evil smoke boss. Like... I thought that was beautiful. There's only one way to defeat smoke. Just like Legally Blonde. Litigation. <laughs> Alright, and I think my favorite moment, we already talked about Money Money Goldman, how great that was. I literally did not have a set way for you guys to solve that. I was just going to see how you approached it. And and you guys approached it. Nailed it. That's for sure. <laughs> Got it in one. There was an approach. Yeah. It wasn't bad until Tyler said he needed to access his deposit box and then it went all downhill i was so excited to get to read the contract in its entirety because i spent the last night looking up various example contracts and then just pulling sections into one long section that i thought would work i actually thought about that several times i'm like he had to spend time researching contracts (laughs) to do that (laughs) Also, what was amazing was you pretty much hit every one of those. I mean, there that was all one take. It was unbelievable. I was ready. All the wagon wheels busting in was great. I was really excited for that moment. I was worried you guys weren't going to figure it out. Funny note on that. Matt called me a few days before recording. He's like, there was something to Brent saying, remember me, remember me, don't forget me. So Matt and I kind of discussed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> I left a hint there. I said it twice. All right, guys, so we should probably close this Q&A session now. Should we all do an outro, like, all at the same time, maybe? (laughs) We should end this by thanking all the people who submitted questions to us. Catman Jones, Mark Smith, Samantha from Ohio, Marco from Spain, Connie from California. I think we called all the names out. Brett from Virginia, Chris Beep Beep from Georgia. Katie Beep Beep from Georgia. <laughs> Alex, Brett, Rob, Johnny, my wife. And if you share a name with any of those names, it's totally cool if you pretend that that's you. Yeah, that's fine. No, we were talking about you. We were. We love you and we are glad that you're listening to us and we really couldn't be more thankful for anyone who decides to give their time of day to listen to us bullshit for and their money an hour every Thursday. And remember, very serious five friends i don't care if you put it on while they're sleeping and it gets in their subconscious whatever you have to do five friends that's the goal 
Five friends, people. Hey, if there's anything we've learned through this story is that friends... I couldn't think of anything important. If there's anything we've learned from this story, it's that if your friend is struggling with something, just insert yourself directly into their brain and force them to do it. (laughs) That's right. And we hope you carry that with you for the rest of your life. And on that note, signing out, this is Matt or Max or Knox or Michael or whoever I decide to be today. This is Tyler or Copes or a turtle or a bear or a gazelle or a crocodile or Sir Money Money Goldman signing out. Bye from Thrasher. And we'll see you later from Dimmerock. And this is Braddock and Rick and Largo Buns and Mucinex and Legis La Flame and <clears throat> Hold on. I need water. <laughs> He's gotta do a harpy now. So you know what else he needs water for? <laughs> we all do. And Legis. And Esmeralda. And Professor LeFire. Jiraiya. And Jiraiya, bro. A harpy. <laughs> ah! Ah! That means bye. And harpy. <laughs> what about that little dick kid from the fountain? <laughs> Copes can piss off. <laughs> hey, fuck you, bro. <laughs> later, Copes. Smell you later. I'm leaving. And Brent, thanks for listening, all. We really appreciate it. And keep listening to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. Bye. Bye. Thursdays. Thursdays. Crazy Dreamers. Spotify. Discord. Fruit Play. Twitter. Can we stop our recordings? Wait, we didn't record that, did we?